Morrissey. Cool. Yep, we're recording live and in color here on Thanksgiving week, Monday Thanksgiving. of Thanksgiving week. So we usually record the week before, but we've been both busy. Live a- it's live action, isn't it? Live action, yep. Almost. Might as well be live action. We don't we don't edit, so. No, we haven't it edited true. a single thing out in 37 episodes. Not hey, a single still- thing. We should have probably me. He probably should have edited me. <laughs> so we we learned we learned uh, last week or week before that we have an audience section to this little podcast deal too. So if we were to do a live recording, we could we could we could have an audience that then could ask questions to us through chats on this deal, and it could be a live a live interaction. Did you see that? Did you figure that oh, out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to. There must be a button somewhere to check in as a as an audience member. And uh, I bet we could. I, yeah, I bet we could on our on our email list or something like that, or or maybe even social media. We could post a a link there that then people could go to and and join the audience. Yep. Uh, yeah. Portion of mm-hmm. this. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't even really thought about that, but that would that would be kind of fun. Still be recorded, but uh, yeah, we give be people recorded. a chance to you know pipe in and and there's also I think that audience you could text you know there's a text capability on this platform where you could yeah. ask a question on there without having to interrupt the audio. Yeah, it would just the only audio would be me and you, but it's this little chat button down here. Exactly. That's what that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. 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 No. Oh yeah. So right now we have all, all participants and audience is to you and me and me and you. It's all good. Huh. Well, we're sidetracked. So it's, you had a guest special. last week, didn't you? Larry Lorang from <laughs> I can't say Great Falls, just outside of Great Falls, Montana. And uh cool thing about larry so he showed up last sunday and we were in the middle of the of the annual goat roping and uh, ffa fundraiser goat roping so we subjected him to the goat roping and i think his eyes were kind of big but we had we had a big time and got out of there before dark and spent the week and and larry was on quite the schedule his son um playing football there played for the state championship saturday day before yesterday and uh, they won the state championship jet. So that was oh, cool. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's cool. As a junior, and Larry was telling me all about it. They don't have many seniors on the team. So it's kind of cool. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's six man or nine man football. I don't know which one. It wasn't 11 man. It's a, it's a smaller. I don't know which one. It, I think it's six man. But yeah, they, they had a big time. Larry was excited. So congratulations to those guys. Absolutely, winning the I state tournament. Have our little, our little uh, audience here going on here. You can't find it. Well, no. Before you push it, you gonna be able to turn it off. There must be a little town outside of Great Falls. It's. You said there's twenty. It, 20, 20 something miles, 22 miles, kind of like I am from San Angelo here. And, okay. Uh, 
it's like, it's like three or four little communities get together to have a school. Is it center? Something like, is there center Montana, centerville, center, center, something, center line. Yeah. Something. yeah. I probably I should have heard of it, but I can't, I don't know. Well, good. So your time in the shop was a good productive time. Larry, I'm sure was a great guy to have around. Oh, he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's, yes, he's a great guy. And, and he's a guy that is embracing all things, trying to make a living, trying to get as good as he can wrap his head around all the different aspects. And he likes the custom world. He doesn't really want to create a production line. Um, but a lot like me, uh, he embraces, embraces technology and is going to use whatever he can to, to create a, a, a custom one-off piece to the best of his ability. And so the way we handled it, so we spent four days. Um, he left Friday at noon and, and we had kind of ran out of, we didn't do a project. We just highlighted a whole bunch of different aspects between the bits and spurs and design of course, you know how we are with design and drawing. We, we embraced that every morning for a couple hours every morning and did some, uh, lots of drawing and stuff like that. But, but yeah, we just hit all over the place and, and took different, different elements and executed them and, and, and discussed how to do them better and what, what could happen. And so it was really cool. And then, um, he, he brought some pieces that needed silver. We put silver on it and then did the engraving. And so the whole deal, it was really cool. Really cool. He, um, he dang sure can, uh, it's ex- he he took he took what I was talking about and and evolved and changed very quickly right under my eyes. I could see him take the information, which not always is that always is that possible. Like with me, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes me a while to digest some of the information and then try to figure out how to do it. Well, Larry was quick to change. I was impressed. Uh, really cool. His engraving uh, really and it's coming from you with design and how leaves kind of explode out towards the end you know but they they flow back to the point of origin in a scroll or a vine the the construction lines flow good well he was able to take some of that stuff we worked on the flow lines and construction how they tied back in the backbone and all that it was it was fun to see like him and 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 the curls like the curl in a leaf i like to put a lot of curl towards the end of my leaf instead of going up is that it will curl back down around kind of for several different reasons i do that anyhow larry was able to execute that really cool not that i'm trying to change larry into being me we have to be careful about that right i mean i don't want larry to be larry but just the more elements you have in your toolbox the more you can do with your own signature so the way he was going well larry's kind of got a reputation for being a quick study right i mean he yeah he really hasn't been at this very long and here he is a a fellowship recipient he's just getting started on his year-long and it's and then we extended that for two years, right? Up to two years, right? So mm-hmm. he has up to two years to to spend fifteen thousand dollars in tuition and travel expenses and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he he has really uh, got a hold of it, all in hair, eyes, well, and teeth. Uh, I'll give you another example of just how in he is. Is we're sitting here talking and talking about other engravers and things that we like. And he said, man, I said, Oh, Jeff Park up there in Mesa, Arizona is going to have a, an advanced inlay and portrait class, March 4th through the 8th. And uh, I said, yeah, I, I, I realized that me and Troy, 
Flay Hardy are signed up. We're going. He's like, you are not. He said, I've been thinking about it. I said, yeah, we're in. He said, well, I'm in too. So <laughs> that's another week right there on top of what he's accomplishing with the TCA or, or uh, obligated to or, or committed to, you know, I mean, it's not like it's an obligation, but there's a lot of time spent out of shop. If you're going to spend three or four weeks out of your shop in a year or, or five, six weeks, I mean, it could be a bunch. But anyhow, Larry's in, and he said, I'm signed up. I'll see you all in Mesa. He did it while he was sitting here with me, so that's cool, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's good for me. It, it's good for me as a maker to have Troy um, and Larry and some individuals like that around me that are that are hungry and pushing the envelope. You know, it's fun for me. To, it's easy for me to – I'm wanting to and doing that in a lot of different ways, but it's a lot of fun to have your buddy go at it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a little it it changes the teaching experience if you've got somebody at that level that's just just really bird dogging it and uh wanting yeah. it so bad that that uh it just makes for a really cool experience. I I loved having Larry in the shop, but I wasn't sorry to see him go. I was tired by Friday, I can promise. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a full five days? Yeah, well, four and a half. Well, he got there yeah. Sunday, and we didn't do anything Sunday. I mean, like I said, it was at the goat roping. But um, we started Monday morning, and from about 4.30 to 5, 6 o'clock every day, we were full throttle. And then, yeah. of course, he stayed with us, and so we never didn't talk shop, right? It was constant. <laughs> constant till we went to bed and he told me so i'm not really a morning guy willie this four o'clock kind of sucks but he said <laughs> he said i see why i see the the deal of it and he said and the reason i don't get up at four or go to he said i don't get up at four he said i go to bed like at 10 o'clock and the reason i go to bed at 10 o'clock is because if i go to bed at 8 30 i wake up about 10 30 and can't go back to sleep but for some damn reason, getting up at four o'clock, I'm not having any problem waking up, not going back to sleep. <laughs> like, no. So anyway, yeah, yeah it, they get, were long days. Get recalibrated. So I've been taking a page out I of am, your book on that. I've been getting up at four o'clock too. I get to bed at eight thirty or so, something like that, and then get up at four and you just got you just get so much more done. It's just Yeah. The day doesn't come apart until later in the day. Interruptions and stuff. I, I, I've our, so it's a, at my house right now at seven fifty. We've been on here a while. We've been on here for thirty minutes, um, talking back and forth and getting ready for all this. But anyhow, um, I've eaten breakfast and I've clocked in two and a half hours. I got up at three o'clock because of the short week and everything that's going on. Uh, Mike's going to be calling this week, checking on me. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, the the goal is set, and and I, I won't get forty hours in in three days, right? But or two and a half days because we'll peel out Wednesday afternoon, go to my mom and dad. So I won't get forty hours in, but but uh, we'll definitely minimize losses by getting up and maximizing yep. what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, and I have plenty of interruptions. I got I got a, a close friend that is embrace. He's 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 looking at a laser welder, and it's crazy stuff what that technology is doing. I mean, it's a very expensive machine, but they've had them in jewelry forever. But now they're starting to have them in steel, and uh, 
kind of exciting. Anyhow, I'm going to be on a Zoom call this afternoon helping him decide whether he wants to spend that money. And I don't know how I'm going to help him, but I'm, he said, you know more questions than me. So here we go. That'll be another interruption, but it's fun, right? Fun, fun thing to be a part of. I'm glad to help my buddy. So it's all good. Well, that's, that's important to be able to help those around us the way we love yeah. our neighbor, right? Love our neighbor. Be available. Exactly and right. This means we have to get up at three o'clock in order to get our six or eight hours in. Yes. 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 It'd be nice if I could get 10 hours in today and that would be, that'd be really good. We'll see. Well, I had a couple we'll visitors, see. two or three visitors myself last week. I had a two day class. I had uh, Brian Seifert. Of course, he's a, He's finishing up his fellowship for this year. He's a saddle maker from Powell, Wyoming, and uh, he's been here before. We did some casework earlier in the fall, and and uh, he falls easily in that category. You talked about uh, Larry Lorang. He he just insatiable appetite. He just just yeah. got just got to find a way just have to find a way so yeah. so he's he's a neat guy in his mid-40s now and stuff so we need to see if we can coerce him to get it on our our podcast here as he's finishing up his fellowship he's been to i think he's been to everybody uh pedro john troy chuck i think he's wow. been to chucks too so and i had nancy martini a uh, long time friend uh Knew her and her husband years and years ago when I first moved to this valley 40 years ago, and they were producing little junior rodeos. And she, shortly after that, started building saddles and getting started under Dale Harwood. And she's very much a, a disciple of Dale's. And, and uh, so, but uh, it's really cool to see her trying to figure out some floral design stuff. And She's been wanting to come. She she came to a class of mine. It's been quite a few years ago. Oh seven, I think it was. We figured out, and uh, she still had all of the notes from that class. And oh lord! So, so she had them in the same notebook. I thought that was pretty amazing. So, yeah, very very handy uh, craftsman and artist in in her own right. So, uh, she she is the premier female saddle maker. Right. Ever, I mean, yeah, cool. she she's made more saddles, and cowboys have been her bread and butter for for her whole whole career and stuff. So, kind of branching out into more casework and headstalls and things like that. She's she's got a lot of that going on. But uh, so anyway, what we did, and this wasn't really planned that way, but I think it was Brian says, "Well, can you show us what what you're doing on a like a full." flower card fender and so i'm pulling tubes out of the the leather rack up here that's got got paper you know got all that stuff on paper and and next thing you know we were all critiquing what i've done before yeah. all of us. <laughs> i wondered <laughs> and yeah. and uh which was awesome i think it was great yeah. you know and and yeah. it was really interesting looking at some of that stuff that i've done uh, say a year, two, three, four years ago, and and how do I look at it now? Completely different eyes, and yeah. seeing stuff that I don't like, seeing stuff I do like, and and they had really really good input. So, and also had a guy named Jeff Lincoln. He's a 
he was a got a grant from the Idaho Commission on the Arts, and Jeff's been here a couple of times before. He's been through my flower stamping class and in person class, and and uh, so it was great to have him here too. And he's he's handy, pretty handy guy. He's a retired Idaho Power guy, but uh, he's doing this. Um, kind of his second career i suppose you might say so so with there was a lot of energy going on it was a pretty intense two days so i love those in-person classes like that that's uh that's oh yeah fun. yeah i i it's really fun to have have those guys come in and critique some of your old stuff right and I like to tear me apart in front of them, right? It creates a safe place, vulnerability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and look yeah. here. Look, and, and then I enjoy listening to what some of them have to say, you know? And, and and sometimes they'll say, well, why don't you do this? And it gives us an opportunity to discuss why we don't do those things. And then there's also the time, you're absolutely right. That That's probably not a bad idea. I should look at something like that, you know? Lots of teaching Lots of teaching to do, and it, and it it I actually enjoy tearing my own world up better than I do theirs. Right? I, I, that's, oh yeah, yeah. That 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 that's a tough deal. And now I'll, I'll I'll brag on Larry for a minute. I can't hurt his feelings. There's no way to hurt Larry's feelings. And and he and he's not one of those guys that gets tired of you telling him how he can do it better. So when you dig off into something let's dig let's get off into it and and discuss and and that doesn't mean he's not going to ask some very thoughtful questions as to why or how so you need to be on your toes you don't just need to be throwing stuff out there because you're liable to have to um say why you need to do the things that that you're saying but uh the first shoot the first two three hours on monday we went to pulling out stuff saying hey looky here looky there and and that that's exhausting for me too, because you got you got to think about it, right? You got to really analyze what's going on. But Larry is good at that, and that's that's fun to be around too. But but again, back to ourselves and tearing our own work up. Uh, that's a good thing. That is a way good thing to me. I yeah, like that. I I I thrive on it. I I uh, I'm hungry for more of that kind of stuff. To, and you've given me critiques on some of my my work too. And even I, we were sitting there in a meeting in Oklahoma City, and I had a little coaster I was going yeah. to give to my youngest daughter that who came to the show and and had it sitting there. And and I don't know, it was in a break or something in our meeting, and he was critiquing my, my little fly. And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He pointed out some stuff. <laughs> I just love well, it. I love it. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're the only one I do that to uh, in, the, in the leather world outside of my bit and spur deal, which I mean, you're, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. It takes a special friendship and a special understanding where the heart is in order to say, what are you doing? The scroll's crooked, right? <laughs> I, did, I did that to you at our show this year. But you know, you remember how I did it first? I went and told you how good you did the the ones first. Of how cool all the rest you of them were. Yeah, first, and it, I buttered, I buttered your ass, and then <laughs> I you, you set me then. up. You set me up. <laughs> and then the one that, then the <laughs> one that needed a little adjusting, and it maybe, maybe not right in my le- in my in my leather world, in my engraving world. 
like those scrolls and the roundness and the equal distant rule and all that stuff is very important. And you're so dang close to it with your deal makes me think that I have the right to tell you that it needs to evolve, <laughs> but not that it's bad. It's just, but I, but I also look at like your leaf structures and the things that I'm like, just like I told you, you're the one that showed me how to explode a leaf out towards the, the end, right. To create movement and, and mass out there. And so, um, there, it can go both ways. Absolutely. It can go both ways. It needs to, you don't pick on so, me by the way, I guess, I guess you should. What? So this, this leads me in the, to another thing I was thinking about, uh, maybe last night. Um, so, and this could come up. We got another podcast guest we're going to have on uh, Little Land on Monday tomorrow uh, in a week or so. We won't spill the beans on who that is yet, but some would hate to create disappointment right? kind of person. But uh, he's uh, he famous, it, yeah, and somebody who teaches. And of course, that's what we do on Patreon. Have you noticed? Has has your journey of improvement craftsmanship artistry and stuff has it changed since you've been doing patreon and and uh, kind of forced your hand in some way by teaching to, le to learn more or in my in, teaching this created a more engagement i guess with with what's going on oh. with all your artistry and stuff <clears throat> you know I don't know. I was doing so daggum many workshops and I'm I've, for so long. I've always been just call me. I'll help however I can. Right. And I've always encouraged that. So I don't know that I'm in a lot of ways. I'm going to say I'm less engaged individually now than I used to be because there's so many damn workshops and now I'm not doing those workshops. Right. I'm sending them Patreon and so I mean, I don't for, know. for you, what what is teaching done for you as far oh, as for your me. journey of craftsmanship? Yeah. <clears throat> well, has it changed um, anything? Uh, uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. I mean, it, it it's it makes me want to be a student more. I can tell you that. There you go. Right? Like I've there you go. I've missed some of the student part of my world and that I was doing so much teaching and it was consuming so much of my time, six weeks minimum throughout the year, um, that it didn't give me an opportunity to go to like grandmasters. And and uh, and grandmasters, every time I've, the two times I've done that, couldn't be more inconvenient, but I knew I had to go. And, and so, um, now I'll go see Jeff Park in March. Like I'm totally excited about that. And, and I, I enjoy the student aspect of what I'm doing right now. And I, and I, but then, but then that gives me more, more cannon fodder to throw around on Patreon, right? It, it mm -hmm. gives me more information to share. So. Yeah, I, I am a huge fan of Patreon because I, I do get to share the everyday journey um more consistently than I would if I was if I was just doing it six weeks. It happens every day now, you know, that I'm in the shop. So how about you? Is it what's it is it 
Oh, it's yeah, in in subtle ways, but very very tangible ways. I'm I'm over two years in on my deal on Patreon. Of course, I've been teaching since in person classes since 2003. So it's right. been 20 over 20 years. I've been doing some in person classes, but what it's done is of course when you got to open your mouth and articulate what's going on it's got to make sense and so you yes. got to unpack all that stuff and and uh so what I do of course I'm I'm packaging repackaging unpacking you know all of that stuff to try to find a way to come at this sometimes they're they're fairly abstract concepts when it comes to uh artistry it, you know it's mm. not not all of it's concrete some of it's a feel. I mean, that's what gesture drawing is. It's a feel. How do you teach yeah. a feel? Well, you got to package and repackage. So the more you dre- you kind of dredge around in that that fertile ground, you 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 wind up. Uh, oh, you know, something else came out, or somebody asked well, a question that, and and you they came at it from a little different angle, or say on the construction side the mechanical side of things for example i um one of the things that's happened in the last couple of years for just something as simple as this where the stitch line is from the edge of the leather where do mm-hmm. i lay that stitch line down chuck's been has schooled me years ago that you got to get that stitch line closer to the edge and and okay. so it's been a uh, well, when you got to teach that, you say, well, you put it about so close, you know, about, about yay. <laughs> yay. Uh-huh. Well, then I, yay needs to I be articulated. My, well, how far is yay close? Mm-hmm. How far is yeah. it? So I got it down to the half a millimeter on the, I've got a oh. formula. Well, I haven't written it down, but I kind of have a formula in my head of what that is. So now... I'm pulling out my so, little measuring stick and figuring out, okay, these are skirts. I need my stitch line at four and a half millimeters from the edge of the leather to the middle of the stitch line. So it's another you know open another ha- world for me. Yeah. So do you know what a half a millimeter is in inches? Not very much. <laughs> a 30 seconds. 20,000. 20, 20,000. Yeah. So a third. Mm-hmm. So uh, a millimeter is 40 thousandths, which a 30 second is 32 thousandths. So you were right, you know, you were real close. But, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, you have to be able to articulate that. And the first, I mean, you're not going to be able to go to a saddle maker and that's 160, 180 thousandths. So that's basically three sixteenths of an inch. So you could say that. If you said three sixteenths mm-hmm. of an inch, that's one hundred eighty-seven and a half thousandths. So you say about three sixteenths of an inch. But if you go to talking that crap to people, like even me, when when I first heard that, a knife maker told me, "You need to do about about I think you said two or three thousandths." And I was like, two or three thousandths? Like I don't have a what are you talking about, right?" And he said, "Well, a hair is three thousandths." So I'm like, "Oh, well, that's still that's still no form of reference, you know? I didn't care." But then an eighth of an inch is 125,000. So you start all that crap and start getting a reference. But yeah, you, you, you should, it's, it's better. You, at first it was, oh, about this far. Now, oh yeah, cool. Now articulating it. Now you got to go back and teach them what that four and a half millimeters is or three sixteenths of an inch and all that business. 
Got to give them some numbers, but you got to be careful with the numbers because you blow them up. Oh yeah, you blow them up. Numbers are check caution beyond that on from the artistry side mm-hmm. side of things. You have to, you know, these ratios I was spouting all the time and teaching and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be careful with that. You get stuck in numbers, and then yeah. all it is is a number. Then you lose expression, feel, all right. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then you it becomes a rule instead of an art, uh, an opportunity for artistic expression. Learning how to think, right? That's a teaching thing that that uh, some people get caught up in the numbers. How big a hole do I drill for my three sixteenths inch round uh, row pin? Well, a half inch, I always tell them, probably isn't going to work. That's a little too big. How big is your route pin again? Three sixteenths. Well, eighth inch ain't going to fit either. So you've said the number three times to me. You just ain't, you know, learn how to think, teaching how to think so that they can. Um, some some people do get caught up in the numbers, but that's the artistic side to think about what it is you're trying to accomplish here. And uh, the answer is in front of you usually. And the ratio part, right? You're talking about borders and coming off of borders and thick and thin lines and all that. Well, there doesn't necessarily have to be a specific number of the the relationship between all that, but it does have to have a relationship, and that relationship can vary in 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 number, but not in ratio. So one of the things that I've I uh, I've noticed over the years that I've taught, and I've taught dozens and dozens and dozens of people maybe hundreds i don't know haven't kept track but Mm -hmm. uh so so you measure how do people receive the information and what kind of person gets hung up on certain things Mm -hmm. and the thing that that become more and more obvious to me is of course we know that some people are predisposed to a right brain hemisphere which Mm -hmm. is more of the creative Mm -hmm. side they say of an and activity and and the left brain is more of the analytical side math you know analysis evaluating stuff so when you talk about numbers of course that's a that's a left brain activity but we're trying mm-hmm. to encourage people especially like with the gesture drawing stuff to get get into that right right hemisphere of your brain but when you you talk about how close are you coming to the edge of the of your material leather metal whatever it may be things like that ratios well and and what's happened is and i can see what what i don't know if i've had some ability ability for this early on or what but whatever ability you have of being able to toggle back and forth between left and right brain right there you Mm got to be able to have some a certain artistic expression in order to have feel in your work but then you have to be able to step aside from that and look at it objectively and analyze it. Isn't you, it? You, you, gotta, you have to, you've yeah, got to be able to develop that skill of toggling back and forth. And you have to exercise both brains. I believe if you don't exactly. exercise them, it's not exactly. going to work. So I've gotten back in the routine and, and uh, I had gotten away from it for whatever reasons, trying to make a living i guess but i'm trying to design for the 25th right next year's show and and so i've and and i have the idea down deep inside of me but i can't get it to come out on pencil yet and so over the last month i've gotten back into the habit of drawing at least 15 minutes every morning 
And I did it this morning. I drew for 15, 20 minutes and with my first cup of coffee and get some things down on paper and then I can clock in. And I, it is definitely making it. My happy is mm-hmm. back, right? I got, I got some of my happy in there. And then, and then I've got Mike helping me on the, on the analytical number side of this. And I think that's a positive, obviously y'all know, I think it's a positive, but, but the, I'm exercising that part of the brain too. So what was it? You that sent me the right, left brain test thing on Instagram. I don't know. I think it's BS. I don't know. Which way was your horse going? That horse is going backwards. There's no other way. No, me too. I I, I tried to see it differently and I couldn't. But I, I've taken those should, tests we probably have tips. before, and and they, you know, I come in a little bit at right brain, but I've also in some of those tests come in what they call balance brain, where I've, I've well, been able to manage I've, both. I've often wondered if I wasn't more left brain on certain things, but even though I live in a right brain world, I think some of our artistic buddies would say that I'm a little more left brain the way I approach the business side of this stuff and the time clock and all that, they they would probably argue I'm more left brain. And I wonder if I, if I don't have some of that in me, but, but I don't know. That was all right brain on that deal. Well, we could give it, we could give it to my dad and we, there's been a lot of of the successful artists and writers, photographers and uh, whatnot work like accountants. They do work like oh, sure. Sure. so it would make you think that, yeah. yeah, they've got both sides covered some way or another. They're able to toggle mm-hmm. back and forth between the two. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I do think that's an important thing, being able to toggle back and forth. Even, you know, like business minded people, poor dad, rich dad book, creativity is a large part of, of that business, right. Of, of being mm-hmm. successful in business is a creativity and being able to think and, and create, create things, whether it's numbers or service or what, it doesn't necessarily have to be a leaf on a saddle or a bit. Creativity comes in a lot of different forms. Yes, it does. Well, you brought up, uh, you're working on some 25th anniversary show stuff at least conceptually well, for next year. Yes. Yes. Dimension sculpting. Uh, that's where the heart is, right? Like I had these ideas of holding a concho on by pulling leaves from the backside of a bit, still leaves that wrap around and hold it down like fingers, right? The leaves. And where did you get that idea? This morning I got off in, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a stupid carrying a notebook. <laughs> it was already there. It was. But I am oh, going to yeah. give you credit for pushing it harder. All right. It was there. Well, at the Grand Masters, I was like, "Wouldn't that be cool?" And then I get to the show, and of course, there's the cool. It's in leather in front of in front of me, Schwartzy's section. But why not do some of that stuff? You know, I mean, that's all there. But I got to tell you. Pulling that off on a bit shank the way I want to and and balancing it out, right, over the entire piece. And in the styles that I'm trying to, I'm trying to be Western performance horse-like. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to come with some more California um, 
I, I may, I may have one of each, right? I may, I don't know what my styles will be there, but, but again, and borders like you guys in leather are so good at creating some borders and some textured borders. They can, there be different levels to the border and some, some of that stuff. And so in steel, that's, that's a, an undertaking in itself to remove that metal and, and, uh, create different levels and dimension within the metal. That means you got to start out with a thick piece of metal and then what doesn't belong needs to go away. And then you got to make it all look smooth and flat, which was part of our class at, at, at Kansas, you know, in the grand masters. Damien had us removing metal and then polishing it to the point to where you could never tell the metal was at a different level. Like it's just like, how'd you get that to stick up? It's like you put the deal on top of it instead of taking everything away from it. So, that's <clears throat> that's the concept. That's what I'm looking at. Um, we may we may we may reach a new tax bracket by the time I get done with it. So who knows? Is is this an idea <laughs> that just kind of comes visiting periodically, every day, once a week? Just when the muse shows up, or yeah, is it, it just something comes that once you think a, about it, every day. It just comes once a day. Once a day. It comes once a day. All day, okay. all day, every day. <laughs> it's there. It's boiling, right? It doesn't go away because That's I, because cool. I, and it's one of those elements of, of leaf style and some things that I can guarantee you I'm trying to make it too complicated right now. Like, that's the norm is you mm -hmm. got this in there. It's a much simpler solution than what I'm allowing to happen right now. But I've got to find a style of leaf. I have to find a structure that is easily read that accomplishes that accomplishes the goal, but then is is to to satisfy me is complex enough that it, it's not just our norm, right? Like I got off on grape leaves this morning, grapes and grape leaves, and that's that's a pretty exciting form of leaf that that could be fun they're complex right but you only have to put a couple in there and so that's kind of the deal i want to put a whole bunch of leaves put one or two and and the way things are coming on and and i don't know i don't know i i guarantee you i'm trying to make it too complicated so we're just dumb it down but who knows well, i think that's uh that's something we talked about with brian nancy and jeff here in the shop was that's where I am with uh, trying to come up with superior designs that are less complicated. And that can be hard. Yeah. yeah can. That's the most difficult the most thing. Part, you just want to throw the kitchen sink and the, and the broom and everything you can do in there and think that's going to, you, you're going to hit a grand slam home run with all this stuff. And, and, uh, I remember Ron Smith said that, uh, if you get too many elements going on, you get erratic was the word that he used. So trying to come mm -hmm. up with some simple designs that are just superior. And that's what I'm trying to teach people. I try to, what I'm trying to do with my own work is to come up with simple, coherent designs. I guess we talked about that before. So do you find it easier to do on a notebook cover than you do a saddle? Stick, keep it simple, you mean, or? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I would say so. 
but because you have all one can getting easier yeah. i think as time goes along once you realize that you know i don't have to do it have a, a nosebleed every time i do this <laughs> i right. can i can right. dial it back and have a lot of fun and it actually opens a playbook and you start thinking about sure. other things of course having this whole study of line and stuff that i we've talked about how mm. do you fill this dedicated space let's study these lines all of that kind of thing then it takes your mind off takes your eye off of oh i just in order to be interesting and and relevant and all that stuff it has to be over the top nosebleed everything you can think of throwing in there and stuff so, so it really takes pressure well, off and it, and it becomes fun it becomes funner yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it it makes it easier to tell your story if you're not writing a novel, right? I mean, 600-page mm -hmm. novel, there has to be a lot of elements to fill that content and if you're and if you don't <laughs> a simple little story can turn into 600 pages real easy with me if I'm not mm -hmm. careful. And mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. that's good, but but you still keep it simple, keep your keep your fundamentals simple and then you can build on top of that. Uh, away you go. Um, I would think that the notebook covers would be easier because you basically have one canvas to fill. Yeah. So you don't mm -hmm. have to you don't have to create the harmonies and the balance and the rhythmic flow from one piece of leather to the next and the different construction mm -hmm. elements that you have on the saddle between the fenders and the jockeys and all the different things the kennel. You know, you you have to decorate all those and they be a whole. Just it's just one saddle. But there's a lot of so many compartments to that saddle that, and the same with a bit that you know a concho is one thing, but now I got a concho and the top part and the bottom part and swivels and all this different thing that I have going on on a bit. And it's like I want it all to be harmonious, and that's that's where I'm struggling a little bit. All of that's true, except for one thing: for the notebook cover, for the most like, part, you're dealing with straight lines, and straight lines yes. suck. Yeah, straight lines really, really. You don't have a lot. Yeah, they suck. Of that going on in your world, a, a band, but you can change that up. You could change the shape of a of your heel band and stuff mm -hmm. on your spurs. So, but yeah, straight lines on a notebook cover drive you crazy. You got to try and try and make it interesting and not and not uh, get stuck with all those straight lines. So, you know what? Another one, another hard one is for me is a round sort like just a circle. So a concho, if it's just round, it's another one. I got to break up that circle somehow. Now, again, we both know how to do that with, with um, subject matter and elements of focal points within that. And then all of a sudden you can create different canvases and sections to those either rectangles, squares or circles, but just blank looking at it. You're like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to say here? Right. Where, where's our message come from? Yeah. Where are we going to put it? Where are we going to put it? So I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll say, th I got a thank you to say right quick to uh -oh. a listener, Mr. Allen Levin. Uh, th th thank you for challenging me to do something way out of my comfort zone. And, and yes, oh, yeah. Nadine got involved and we had a little bit of, we had a little bit of surprise happen and, and uh, me and Nadine got in trouble, but I think we're both uh, rewarded. I think we made him happy. So mission accomplished, but he wanted a bit made into a treble clef or treble clef made into a bit. Uh, you know, he wanted to take the treble clef note and, uh, 
and turn it into bit. And of course, I oh, sure, I can do that. And then you get to digging off into it, like, holy moly, how am I going to do this? And I had to add some beads of element for design and all that. But thank you, Alan. And it blew up bigger than anything's ever blown up on social media for me. It got lots of attention. And, and I'll be honest, like, it, it's not my style. Out of my world, out of my, it didn't, quote unquote, strike a note with me because it's so far <laughs> out of my world. I can't carry it. Only thing I can play is the radio. And I do that out of tune half the time, you know. So, anyhow, but it was cool. So thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking me to a cool spot and it and it definitely was fun and, and uh, but keeping it simple right i mean alan said i want the treble clef you know what i do you can't do anything around that to take away from it i had to put some mm-hmm. beads and stuff mm-hmm. to make the mouthpiece attach and the top and bottom rings and some things but but just kept it simple and it's all it said was treble clef well every musician on the face of the earth that was on social media saw it and just thought it was the greatest thing ever and i thought well there you go. They struck a note with them, right? Well, even it's though it's a uh, you know it's a it's a recognizable symbol for almost everybody. I mean, even non musicians, sure. you know, you knew what it was when you saw a picture of it. You knew that was something. Oh, yeah. You maybe didn't know what it, the name of it was, so you've seen it before. So it's a uh, a recognizable well. symbol, and and uh, yeah, Alan and Adine, we should say that. Why, why the music reference there on, on the treble clef, but they, they have what, what I've heard is the largest music store in the world outside of Washington, Chuck, D.C. Chuck so, Levin's Music. Chuck Levin's Music, Washington Music Center. So if anybody's in that neck of the woods, you ought to stop in there. We were there, what was it, last year, I guess it was. And uh, awesome place yeah. and awesome people and great great business great service lots and lots of square footage and pretty cool place yeah it's way cool so thank you alan thanks for kicking me along and you know customers can do that for us too right carrie mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. they can they have confidence in our ability to do something rightfully or wrongfully i don't they get it in their head that we can do something so away we go and me being a custom maker um I embrace those challenges and sometimes I succeed and sometimes I don't, but that was a fun one and it, it sure, sure worked out for, for us. So all is good. Well, I knew all when, good. when you posted, uh, I think you, I think you just had the, the outline, um, cut out maybe in steel. I, I can't remember. Yeah. You process. Had, you had an inlaid overlaid. Is it inlaid or overlaid? It's overlaid. Yeah, it's all overlaid. overlaid. That's kind of what I thought. Anyway, you're just getting started yeah. on it. And I thought, oh, 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 whoa, wow, wow. <laughs> and I immediately knew well. who that was for. So, and they get, <laughs> right. they've got a farm there in Maryland. It's called Treble Clef Farm. So, Clef well, one last thing we were going to talk about too is uh, here for, I don't know, probably the last month or two, we've been in the TCA talking about this 25th anniversary show coming up next year. And one of the things that we've got planned on doing is making a 25th anniversary saddle. So some of you know about the saddle we made at Hamley's. What's it been? Five, six, seven years ago or whatever. Five years ago. We got together at Hamley's when Pedro was still there and built a wade tree and then 
we had all hands on deck. We had you didn't you build the buckles or rigging hardware or something for that? I did hardware, I think. Rigging hardware. I don't know if so I did hardware. Had, everybody had yeah, did something. And um of course the saddle makers built the saddle in three days. We got together at Hamley's got in on a Sunday and we got it done at about eleven, twelve o'clock on Wednesday night. And uh so we're not gonna put near as much pressure on ourselves as that this time around but and we we hope to get started on it a little bit sooner uh in our own shops so uh come up with a little bit more uh refined design wise the decoration part of it and maybe even put tapaderos on it and uh get all the division of labor all figured out and we haven't figured out exactly where we're going to do it but uh but the other cool part too i don't know if you knew this yeah you knew this probably uh craig roman our good friend who's a videographer he's mm-hmm. he's uh gonna film the whole thing and the plans are to interview yeah. every every member in their shop and uh get some background on some stuff so so uh, look out so, i mean he has to come to Texas for some to of that me, huh? stuff going forward that's going to be a really fun project so is craig going to go to like he's traveling to all 12 member shops that's he's, what i he's, that's my understanding yeah i guess <laughs> so yeah that's wow that's quite a that's quite a commitment yeah exactly so but he's some, he's some of us are neighbors like but some before. of us aren't what's that Hmm. Well, that I say, some of us are neighbors and some of us aren't. You know. Oh yeah. Some of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Spaced out. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't talked to Craig just but once this fall about this whole idea, but um, so look forward to that. But he did uh, film. Well, uh, he's got a, one film under his belt, and in fact, I've been. I'm in the film. It was uh, called The Outside Circle, where he's. Uh, Kind of chronicling the the cowboy life and stuff, and interviewed a few musicians and craftsmen and stuff. He was here with his videographer, so seems to know what he's doing that way. Absolutely. Well, um, you saddle makers obviously know what you're doing too. To I don't know how the hell y'all coordinate that. I mean, it all the saddle's built around a tree, right? Everything's got to fit. How the hell are y'all well, gonna do stuff at your house before you get started? <laughs> well, gonna take some creativity. Uh, but it did. Uh when we got together there at Hamley's and right away we we were cutting saddle parts out and stuff and there was some disagreement on holy cow, every all there was Chuck, okay. Troy, John, Pedro, and me. And uh Tried to lure Dale you Harwood. You never got and, to talk, did and, you? Pardon me? You, you never got to talk. I Not I guarantee all. you never got to talk with John. and yes, John. <laughs> that was John. Well, we all came from a different background. <laughs> we None of us. There was no commonality on where we had learned anything, really. I mean, oh, I'd gone to Chuck to learn right. some stuff and whatnot. I'd spent a little time with Pedro. and But, uh... Um, but yeah, right out of the gate, we could tell, okay. <laughs> oh no, you can't do it that way. You can't do it that way. 
When oh, I, yeah. I called Dale Harwood and I asked him, you want to be a part of this deal? And he says, oh, that sounds like a fiasco. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. But we got through it. We got it made and we learned some stuff. But I don't think any of us want to do it exactly the same way. Um, so it'll be a little bit more organized and take some stuff that from what we'd learned from doing it before. So it'll be good. Well, that, that is cool. I mean, and quite a, um, I'm, I'm picking on John and picking on y'all about the personalities. You got to have the personality in order to accomplish what it is that y'all have all accomplished as craftsmen. But, but, uh, for those personalities and skill sets all to come together and, and accomplish something like that is, is, uh, it's quite a deal. And I'm, I'm, yeah. So Bit and Spur Makers, we're doing the metal parts, right? We're going to have hardware and, and uh, mm-hmm. stirrups. I don't know if stirrups will be done, but there'll be different ways for all of us. Everybody in the group's going to participate somehow, some way in the, in the project, right? Yep. You'll get an email here before too long from John about, okay, here's what we did before. And uh, not that we have to do it exactly the same way. Of course, the raw hybrators, and we got one sure. more raw hybrator in our group than we had before with jay so uh but what mm-hmm. we did i think nate made the riata uh pablo made a pair of hobbles we put on there and then uh leland made a quirk so so we'll have to figure out who wants to do what on the project and and i guess that we should answer the question what's what's going to happen to this it'll show up of course at the 25th anniversary show and will be up for for auction is what the plan is so we'll use the proceeds for education purposes or whatever so. mm-hmm. well there won't be a minimum on it because if we no. had a custody battle as to who got the saddle if it didn't sell that would be <laughs> catastrophic that would be that would be the end of the group right there custody <laughs> battle over their child yeah <laughs> Well, that's cool. I mean, it's exciting, and I uh, I look forward to participating in that. And y'all spread the word. TCA, TCA. That's a, what you call a collaboration, right? All a twelve true of collaboration. Us, a collaboration. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Well, so I'm gonna cool. have to get clocked in. I gotta have a. I gotta get a little bit of time in before I go have a crown put on. A dentist appointment. Oh, I thought you all had some crown. I was like, I didn't know you were a little crown royal drinking no, this early in the day. day. Pendleton. Yeah. Pendleton mm-hmm. later ought to celebrate Troy um, having a crown put on. Troy texted me yes last night and he said, What was that whiskey that was this the whiskey that Carrie liked at the show? And he had some old Fitzgerald there and he did. It's just say it was a little pricey. Yeah, well, he didn't have it, but he had found it online, and one of them was like $3,500. It was a special bottle. One of them was $95,000 for the bottle of it. And I don't know. It was old me. and some collector deal of some sort. No wonder that stuff was poison. I was like, wowzers. <laughs> no, it was good poison. That's the best poisoning we ever had, right? <laughs> it was drinkable, that's for sure. Uh, I guess we better go. Yep. I have All a right, suspicion that we're going to have a Hey, 
just one tease. I think we'll, we'll, we'll more than likely to have a Pendleton conversation with our next guest. I know we will because I know I'm bringing it up. So there we go. You're going to bring it up. Well, well good. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring up Pendleton. Well, everybody better tune in next time. Here we go. All right. Take care, buddy.